Gentlemen, let's start up the podcast. Oh, there's magic in the air. This podcast, magic in the air. The movies are at their best, you know, when directors love and care. The promise of audio spikes is one Danny will keep. After all, there's only one podcast for movies. You know, more music. Our Danny's got a smile today, and Greg has got a glow. There's no way we're discussing Star Wars when Danny says hell no. And everyone is a friend or a best friend of the show. After all, there's only one podcast for movies. With a theme song that is jolly and joyous. With a seamless edit, we feel it all right. <laughs> It's the season when breweries can sponsor us to spread the news about movies and keep us alive. After all, there's only one podcast for movies. I'm getting off key. After all, there's only one podcast for movies for when. Oh my god. Is there. Go ahead. I Go surprised ahead. Denny with a song intro. I was trying to keep my laughter quiet, but I was uh, tearing up over here. Um, if there was a Grenny for best intro, that would win. That is the best intro that has ever been on this podcast, ever, in the history of Movies for Win. Yeah, imagine coming off the high that is John Watson's intro song, and then kermit's here to serenade you <laughs> oh my god i can't believe you got kermit to guest on the show and write what? an original song that's right it's it's a slight cover haters will mm. say it's ripped off um uh, yeah i mean my kermit's not the best my singing's not the best but uh it's better than the new actual kermit voice so <laughs> haven't heard it never want to hear it greg i'm still in awe like i wish I wish there was some way to show my appreciation more than just rambling on about it. Well, that is... You could give me money. No, I couldn't, actually. All right. <laughs> well, I, I, had, I had in mind to do the Scrooge song <sighs> and cover that, but it was like, it's so hard. I tried all the other songs, like Marley and Marley... And the one that the Ghost of Christmas Present sings is like, these are just impossible to change these words at all. Avarice and greed does not, I can't make anything rhyme or I'm, I'm make glad, sense of the movie podcast. I'm glad I didn't pitch my Denny and Greggy intro. Um, it, writing it didn't go past that, but um, yeah. I'm, oh. I'm glad we went with yours. Greg just told me, start recording, I've got this covered, and boy was he right. I had Boy, something did up my he. sleeve. 
Every day, in every way, our intros are getting worse. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. It's the Movies for Win podcast. It's Christmas! Mr. Scrooge! It's Christmas now. This... You, boy, what's today? Why, it's Christmas, sir! <laughs> uh, Penny for the song, Governor. It's Christmas Day. This episode is going up on Christmas, so if you're listening to it on the day it came out, it's Christmas right now. Spend more time with your family. Put down is your phone. Is it coming out on Saturday? No. Shit. Christmas Eve. After all, there's only... <laughs> One, one more, more sleep. To, one more was, sleep till Christmas. That was on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. That was that was all on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Um, that's, that's what we <clears> in the <throat> business call a choice. We made a choice to do this. We're artists. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! No, we're not. Yeah, we're it's really not. It's Christmas. This is movies for when you love Christmas. Not movies for when it is Christmas. Movies for when you love Christmas. Because mm -hmm. guess what? I love Christmas. Yay! Now, it's busy. I'm a busy boy. We only had time for one movie. Because, you know, we could have put Home Alone here. And I watched it the other day. Great Great flick. movie. Great flick. But there's only one king of the Christmas movies. And it's today's topic, which I'm sure you've probably guessed by now. The Muppet Christmas Carol, starring the Muppets. Well, they we co-star with Michael Caine. That's right. Man. What a what a flick! What a Christmas movie! What a flick! Um, before we get too far into it, we should plug the Grinnies. Um, yes. What are we doing next week, Greg? What's our big grand finale for the first calendar year of movies for when? Uh, well. If you follow us on Twitter, then the cat's out of the bag. Hello! The Jellicle cat is out of the bag. The Mephistopheles is out of the bag, baby. We're gonna finally uphold Denny's promise that he made back on his birthday 11 and a half months ago. <laughs> that by the end of the year, uh, he would do a uh, review of the movie Cats. And the, the clock has stricken one, and he is... Now being visited by the spirit of cats, the Christmas movie. Christmas cats. Christmas cats. That would have been way more fun. Um, I'm dreading it personally because I haven't seen the movie, neither has Denny. Um, I haven't seen the musical, but Denny has. But after we're through with that bullshit, we're going to have the Grenny Awards, the first annual Grenny's. Uh, we, we posted a link online and we'll post it again when this episode airs. Uh, it's a Google form for you guys to fill out. I've got the list of all the movies and all the episodes. You just fill out the your winner for each topic. We've got 15 topics, and you basically just say, like, we've got best picture, worst picture, uh, biggest surprise. Just give you your best and worst movies, favorite episode, and... Stuff like Biggest Surprise is just like, I was surprised when Greg picked Country Bears or something. Or it can be a surprise in a movie. It's really up to you. Open to your interpretation. Have fun with it. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to award the movies and the episodes based on what you guys say. So fill it out even though maybe you haven't heard all the episodes or anything like that. You can look at the list of movies and just say, I like Jurassic Park. Boom. And 
build something out there. It, do it. Do it. It'll be a good time, and we'll hand out the awards um, digitally. We'll we'll make uh, the makers of uh, <laughs> the thing. We'll make John Carpenter aware that he's won something. <laughs> John Carpenter hasn't responded to me yet, but uh, Christopher Walken's a maybe for the for the Grammys for his uh, award for best performance in the Country Bears. He's a maybe. Yeah, and if he doesn't win, this is not over. Grannies. <laughs> uh, that's a callback. All right. Um, now the r- real reason of the season, or at least the episode, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yay! Uh, last week, movies for when you hate Christmas. This is movies for when you love Christmas. And you know what? When what? we're talking about Muppet Christmas Carol, I officially love Christmas. I may not love wow. it after Muppet Christmas Carol's over, but when we're talking about it, I love Christmas. I'm there ready to do this. There you go. Danny doesn't even love Christmas, and I do. Mm-hmm. But just these little fuzzy, adorable, relatable group of characters, and Michael Caine just can change anybody's heart. Some could say they're heartfelt. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. That's a good joke. <laughs> Thanks. It just, it just came to me. It just came to me. Mm, yeah. Uh, Greg, you want to synopsisize the movie for us? Yeah. Uh, quick summary of the movie. It's The Christmas Carol. You've seen... If you haven't seen this movie, you've heard the story of Ebenezer Scrooge. He hates Christmas. Bah humbug. Etc. Um, Scrooge is played by Michael Caine, who's in every movie and the muppets are played by the muppets that's it it's the christmas carol with muppets i don't need to explain the plot <laughs> pretty fair pretty fair it's, greg uh, what is your relationship with this movie well i'll start by saying well i think last week you described why you hate christmas mm-hmm. i'd like to tell you why i love christmas very tell briefly me all about it. tell me all about it um i don't know man i just think it's just fun I like the festivity and, like, the grandeur of it all. I don't really take that as, like, personal pressure to, like, participate or in in the sense of, like, decorating everything. But I just enjoy, like, the whole world is just in a mode of celebration of Christmas for a few weeks every year. And it's just a cool thing that's just universal. And, I don't know, it's... It's also a time that I've always enjoyed with, like, my family. And I understand that, like, a lot of people are... I would say the majority of people are definitely not fortunate enough to have that same sentiment. But, you know, I don't I don't take that for granted or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really do cherish the time that I get with, to spend with my family on Christmas. I don't know. It's just... It's a lot of fun. And... Um... I'm about to engage in a war on Christmas here by saying, fuck your anti-materialism nonsense bullshit narrative. Stuff rules. Yes, I love, it does. I love stuff. I'm stuff with is you. the best. Greg, I've got stuff for you and stuff for Leah sitting on the table outside this room right now. I've got stuff for you and stuff for Vanessa under the tree Hell. where it belongs. Well, Vanessa has to wrap it first. Trust me, you don't hey. want to. You don't want a gift wrapped by me. Um, oh no, no, I'm, I'm bad at that too. <laughs> I really try. 
every year I'm like, I'm going to learn, and it just keeps not working. What Denny said, but me. <laughs> like, this is the year I finally get the patience. Ah, fuck! Yep. To, uh, Whatever happens. To compensate for my horrible skills, I wrapped, uh, I wrapped Vanessa's gifts in plain brown paper and drew pictures on them. One of them is Kermit from A Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and then she upped the ante. I don't think she meant to. I think she just thought it was cool. Um, she just texted me, actually. Um, and uh, she wrapped her presents really, really well and also drew pictures on them that are really good. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, it might be a new tradition in our house. That's a really good one. That's a perfect tradition to start. Yeah, uh, getting gifts and giving gifts just absolutely kicks ass. Um, Dude, it really is like, as I've gotten older, not like in a like, I don't know, cheesy, heartfelt way or anything. But also a little bit. Well, not not in like a, don't you know it's better to give than to receive? Have you learned your lesson? I really do like getting Christmas gifts for my friends. I, I wish I could get them more. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish I had... I wish I had the money to get everything that I saw that I thought my friends would like for Christmas. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I wish I could just go to the mall and be like, fuck it. Uh, I saw ten things that Colby would like this year, so he gets ten gifts from me. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's... Not everyone does. It's just if I saw something you liked. I, I just wish I could do that. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. It, it really is and yeah same thing like the last maybe five or six years it's it's just grown and grown my love for getting things for other people but equally as cool getting things Hell, i really oh. like that getting things rocks too how about not, just it's good to give and receive yeah well i'm like not even just like the because like i'm an adult if i really like i very rarely get like a Christmas gift that I couldn't have afforded if I really wanted it. You know, like, it's like, my friends and I are all at pretty much the same income level. It's not like someone buys me a Lexus or something. It's that, like, dude, it really means a lot when someone knew me well enough to, like, know what would pop me. You know, mm-hmm. like, know, know what would get, like, a, a really cool reaction out of me, even if it's, like, a dumb five dollar thing they found you know like it just it means a lot that they were that they were thinking of me it's pretty cool yeah same exact sentiment um it's not the value of the item it's no the the heart behind it i guess Mm -hmm. no i'm starting to really enjoy that stuff too that's why i'm now a christmas neutral you know Ah, i'm turning him like gift exchange with you and leah Hot chocolate with Vanessa. I love that stuff. That's cool. And it doesn't happen without Christmas. I'm I'm open. I'm willing. I don't know that I'll ever just love it and be over the moon about it. But I'm neutral. And depending on the day, and depending on if I had to go into a department store with Christmas music playing or not, I'm only slightly irritated or I slightly enjoy it. It just It just depends. There you go. At my max, I'm maybe like an 8 out of 10. But anyways. Um, You're more based than I am, though. I, I have, I'm all over the place with my emotional reactions. I keep an even keel, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so on topic. Muppet Christmas Carol. Speaking of Christmas, you know, it's an excuse to engage in your holiday traditions, watch your favorite movies, you can watch a Christmas story, 
Home Alone 2, Lost mm. New York. I don't like that one. Do you want to? I like it a lot. Sticky Bandits, baby. A lot bandits, of people baby. are mad at me. A lot yeah. of people are mad at me about it. Put me on that list, thanks. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but Muppet Christmas Carol, this is one of the VHSs we had growing up. I would watch it all the time during the holidays, and if it was a particularly boring day in the summer vacation, um, it's getting put on in July. I watched this year-round as a kid. Nice. It's, oh, man. I think it's definitely my favorite Muppet movie, period. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's de- yeah. It's, 100% the one I've seen the most, too. It's not even close. Some of the Muppet movies are duds, and that's coming from a big Muppet fan. Some of them suck. Yeah. Looking at you, Muppets in space. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> My man! Sorry about you. That talking sandwich freaked me out. Um, But yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm not a Dickens guy. Who this is? story... I don't know. Weird teachers? Uh, Denny, what's your, <laughs> what's your history with this one? Um, honestly, pretty much same as yours. Um, it's a movie that, man, I don't remember the first time I watched it. I don't ever remember not knowing what it was. You know, like, by the time I could form memories, I'd already seen and loved Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, it's something that I just remember always being there. Um, you know, it's, for my, for my jaded, cynical heart, this is something that I will almost always watch on Christmas Eve. This year I watched it a little bit earlier, um, just to really get me in the mood. You know, like, not sexually. Um, I watch other Muppet movies for that. This one gets me in the mood for Christmas. Um. That's right. Um. No, man, takes it's Manhattan. just, it's something I could always, always go to. Something I could always go to when... I don't know if you were having a shitty Christmas or especially in those years where like I was getting older, but I wasn't an adult and it was like the childhood magic of Christmas is gone, but I hadn't connected to all of these like things that I just said I like about being an adult on Christmas. I could always drum up some sentimentality by throwing on Muppet Christmas Carol if I felt like the season was missing something. Yeah, that's awesome um yeah fond memories of christmas and good feelings around that season is just always drummed up with a quick viewing of muppet christmas carol yep so is there in all of history a better match between actor and role than michael kane as ebenezer scrooge i mean i'm sure there is but (laughs) I mean, probably, but... Definitely not in a movie with puppets. <laughs> um, I do believe that this is the first Muppet movie made after Jim Henson's death. Is that correct? I believe so. They they In the opening credits, they on, say, um, in loving memory of Jim Henson. I, th- I think yeah. one other person. I can't remember. But his I believe it's his son that directed this one. Yeah, Brian Henson. Yeah. Sorry, my dog just jumped up on the couch. Good girl. Hi, Eleven. Hi, sweet girl. She's a good puppy. Eleven would be a great Muppet. Oh, she is a Muppet. I'm a Muppet. I'm fucking Ah. Sweetums walking around. Um, No, yeah, that's why... That's why Ralph... Ralph is not in uh, Muppet Christmas Carol or Muppet Treasure Island. He's in... Muppet Christmas Carol, just like really quick, and he's yes. playing the piano for like a 
a second. I, yeah, at Fozzie Wiggs. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. But he reminded everyone too much of Jim Henson. Aww. It was too sad for them. So they, they made him very not prominent. Um, like, more more than Kermit, that was, that was apparently Jim's personality, was Rolf the dog. Which was my <laughs> brother's favorite Muppet. I'm a big fan of Rolf. Oh yeah, Rolf's Rolf's a Rolf's a hit. Man, Greg, that, which sorry, that's go upsetting. ahead. That's upsetting. I didn't I didn't know that, but that that just that kind of sentimentality carries through the rest of the work. Mm-hmm. You know, the people with that kind of mindset. Yeah, um, you could tell that people with that kind of heart created something like this. Yes, Abs- and that's what that's what the Muppets have always had. It's heart. Um, also just like self-deprecation you mix those two things together and you've just got something magical man um and that's what i love about the muppets yeah greg which which muppet are you which muppet am i um either beaker or (laughs) (laughs) um it might it might just be beaker i I think you're beaker man i think that's it Yeah, nailed it. Uh, Personality-wise, I'm somewhere between Fozzie and Gonzo, but in appearance, I'm Sweetums, and honestly, probably in personality, too. I was going to give you a touch of animal, but you know. Eh, in my younger days. It's the hair. Drum! (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Um, Paul Williams. Songs. He made the songs. The music that gets stuck in your head, even if it's been years since you've seen these movies. Oh, This movie. What am I talking about? Heard these songs, seen this movie. Just catchy, endlessly just jubilant, or dark and brooding. It's just, it's incredible music in this, and that's what makes a great Muppet movie. Yeah. Is the songs, and... I feel like if you removed the Muppet context from these, a lot of these would just be really solid Christmas songs. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Just as long as we get Michael Caine, like, doing a little jig to that one still. (laughs) Uh, The, uh, it's in the feeling of the... Yeah, Dude, when he dances with the ghost of Christmas present. Oh, my God, I feel so happy when he does that. It's true. It feels like Christmas. Oh, man. Um, yeah, where do we even go with from here? This this might turn into one of those like, hey, remember this cool thing? Like, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, me too. Um, let's start with the uh, the miniatures that we open on. The yeah. miniature of the town. Holy shit! Your mama's Christmas village called. It said it'll never be as good as the miniature from Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh my. God, it's so just... And then, like... So, like, that opening Scrooge number, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been on record saying that I'm just a fanboy for sets. I miss them. I feel like they don't really happen much anymore. But the set is, first of all, incredible. Those, those, art, those alleyways. But just, like, the amount of coordination, dedication, and just absolute mastery it took to make so many little gags happen like Mm -hmm. lesser filmmakers would have done like a couple of muppets and mostly just people bustling around 
But there's like three or four moving carts of Muppets panning up to like Muppets coming out of windows and sad little mice arguing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just create this very organic, bustling environment that I 100% buy despite 80% of the characters being puppets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It feels like it's alive. Dude, there's like, you know, just, yeah, exactly what you were saying. There's maybe like, there's some human extras in here. There's also other human actors. Yeah. But like the scenes with human extras, they really feel like extras. It feels like it's nine to one Muppet to person ratio and you feel like yeah i guess it would make sense for there to be people too but these vegetables mm-hmm. are talking yes well and it's it's even seems... the vegetables don't like him <laughs> it's it seems like that seems like that opening that put this a cut above another really great muppet movie muppet treasure island and even above the original muppet movie mm-hmm. um and seagulls muppets those are that's like my four the muppets fucking crushed it on those movies um yeah Man, it's just, that's why this just, like, completely transcends, even though those movies are great. This is just something special, because they do that level of commitment, that level of detail, um, that level of camera work. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was going to say, um, a lot of that scene that you're talking about in the intro is shot really low, and the set watching it now i didn't feel this way when i was younger but the when i watch it now i get a feeling of just how kind of small the set is yeah and there's like some forced perspective stuff to make you know michael Caine seem bigger or whatever it, the the point is like i i have a different perspective as an adult than i did as a kid which speaks to i, I feel like that was intentional like if kids are watching this movie they're going to feel like they fit in with the Muppet characters, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, smaller. And then they make Michael Caine look a lot bigger. And he's the big brooding adult that has oh. kind of this sense of intimidation and just coldness. It just makes him seem larger and visibly he feels larger. Yeah. At least in that opening scene. Then he oh, kind of, they kind of humanize everything and everything starts kind of feeling the same size afterwards. It's great. It's yeah. great. But they drive home, like, because he's, like, dressed in all black. You see his, like, cane scraping the ground. And then, at the end of the number, he looks over his shoulder and we see his face for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he says, humbug. And Vanessa and I <laughs> both went, oh, my God, that was cool. <laughs> it's just, and the Muppets, like scurry away in fear so good after they're roasting him yeah every day in every way screw just getting getting worse worse. to his back and just say what bitch oh yeah i think i gotta go over here now just such an ice cold badass way to create mystique around a character who inherently should have no mystique it's ebenezer scrooge one of the most overdone roles of all time. Mm-hmm. And they made this crazy choice to keep him in the shadows. Like, and it was just so smart. It was like, you haven't met our Scrooge. You know, like you, mm-hmm. this guy's, he's cold as ice. This isn't cute, is kind of what they're saying, despite how fucking cute it is. They make us watch a cute mouse starve to death, essentially. 
please. He wants some cheese. No cheeses for his mises. Ah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what did you think of uh, Gonzo as Charles Dickens, the narrator? Wait a minute. You're not Charles Dickens. God, you're Rizzo. Damn. Dude. And, yeah, and Rizzo the rat as himself. <laughs> I am here to tell the story, and I am here for the food. <laughs> They're Looking. so relatable. Yep. I'm also here for the food. I'm omniscient. I'm the narrator. Storytellers are omniscient. Okay, Mr. Godlike Storyteller. <laughs> uh, we could quote it, because we know these movie we know this movie like the back of our hand. Prove and it. There's a little mole on my uh -huh. and then a scar not, on not, my not, wrist. That's your hand, the story. <laughs> the script. Um I thought it was a good call because Gonzo is one of those like you know, he's just some weird alien. Why not make yeah. him like an omniscient narrator type and then have Rizzo play himself? He's the only one that's like, I'm one of the Muppets. Yeah. I'm here to, <laughs> we've got the most elevated and the most grounded character. And they seem to be the only ones that can like really see and hear each other. Yeah. It's, it's a really easy way to connect with everything that's going on in the story. It's, you know. Well, and it just fits because, like, they're both grifters. Gonzo's essentially trying to grift the audience into believing he's the he's Charles Dickens. He's just he, always up to shenanigans and deception he is, he and things he is. like that. He is, yeah, dude. And they part of the reason they did that was because uh, they wanted as much they wanted to quote Dickens as much as possible. They do it constantly in the dialogue, like they pull it straight from his work and. Uh, they used Gonzo as a device to just quote the text more, which is yeah. so cool. Which is which works because you know it's you know it's classic literature. Some of these mm -hmm. lines are absolute. It's just like they're better than what someone could write a more child-friendly screenplay. Yes, with you know like you could use those lines to inspire something more targeted towards kids. But I still watching it as a kid understood everything based on those words and mm -hmm. having gonzo say them makes it way better if it was just some like faceless voiceover it would just be something that i would probably would have put in the back of my yeah. head but with gonzo there pointing at the window saying he turned on a he turned on his lamp or whatever yeah and him describing how cold it is while rizzo <laughs> is shivering <laughs> it just it, it hits different it, it it hits way different yeah I agree, man. Um, dude, do we just go f through the movie scene by scene? Is that the format for today? Um, we'll try to keep this one a little bit shorter. We don't have to really go by scene by scene. Um, okay. But also, you know, not just here's what I like. Me too, thanks. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um, dude, we already touched on it with your phenomenal intro, but one more sleep mm. till Christmas is an all-timer of a song. I used to, like, just every every year when it was Christmas Eve, I would always just think about that song and just kind of hum it along. There's <laughs> only one more sleep till Christmas. And, yeah, it's that's the Christmas Eve song Yeah. in my book. There's Christmas songs and then there's a Christmas Eve song. This is that. Yeah, well, um, like, even a uh, Christmas Eve song, you've got a... 
if you do that on Christmas Eve, whatever the fuck you want on Christmas Day, and Good King Wenceslas on the day after Christmas, you've got your Holy Trinity right there. there do you know that? Go. Good, good, good King Wenceslas. It's the song Bean Bunny is singing. Mm-hmm. It is not a Christmas song. It is a song for the Feast of Stephen, which was December the 26th. And it ah, just culturally Boxing got, Day. yeah, it just got lumped in with all the Christmas songs because it's, you know, real Close similar enough. times of year. Um, speaking also a of, good song. oh, I love that song. Um, speaking of being bunny, um, they, a- after One More Sleep Till Christmas, they really cut the magic. This movie never wants you to feel too warm and fuzzy until it's time. After we have this very sentimental and heartwarming One More Sleep Till Christmas song, and they all got the day off of Christmas from their evil employer who hates it, mm-hmm. they make you watch that cute little rabbit shiver wrapped up in newspapers, cold and by himself. And that's what they end the scene on. Like, mm-hmm. they, they really bring you right back down. And I think that's what's so smart about this movie and what makes it work so much is they are not afraid to make the audience uncomfortable. They're not afraid to make the audience feel negative emotions. And that's what makes those positive emotions so meaningful and so genuine. Yeah, they never get so negative that a kid would just be, like, upset and want to turn it off, you know? But it's it's still just like, well... Some of these people are poor, and Scrooge is very much against them. Yeah. They don't curb stomp any Muppets. It's not that bad. But, like, <laughs> they they really inspire the, like, like you, you're you feeling all good. And then you see Bean Bunny shivering, and you're like, well, fuck. Why'd you show me that? I was happy. And then you get to the next scene, and it's like, because you haven't earned your happiness yet. That's why we showed you that. We mm-hmm. gave you a little bit of hope, but we're not letting you get away with it. There's no sunlight here. This is London. <laughs> um. Yep. Oh, man. Up next is my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Always been my favorite part of any Christmas Carol I've ever watched, and also the most editorialized part of this movie. Um, Marley and Marley? Marley and Marley! I love the ghost of Jacob Marley coming to visit, and in this case, Jacob and Robert Marley. Mm -hmm. And Scrooge just rattles off some bangers of lines in that scene. Dude, yeah. I gotta say, like, before we get there just the intro to that scene as a kid i got like kind of this slight sense of fear it's just like he's the house is so dark and he's all alone and then that bell by the fireplace starts ringing. it scares me still i'm glad you mentioned it it's terrifying it's just when it just doesn't stop you're like oh please stop that's an element of horror like, that is a horror element in this movie. It is mm-hmm. so scary. Yeah, it it really... When it's, like, really quiet and that bell just, like, pierces through that. And it's one of the only things you can even see. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we're set up perfectly for <laughs> the fucking hecklers to come in. Oh, my God. As goes... Oh. What, oh, a, what a good great. use of them. What a great mm-hmm. use of those two characters in this movie. And then, like, they're floating around, and they're all blue and translucent, and there's 
puppets made just for the moment. They've got talking uh, cash boxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The, it, and what makes that scene, like, even more scary is the chains seem sentient. Yeah. It's like they're attacking Scrooge. Yeah. And there's just, like, every time you look, there's more of them between the characters and there's more wrapped around the marley's yeah it's a it's a cool scene like you were saying uh what were some of the banger lines that scrooge has given off um one of them is there's uh i wrote it down directly it's i'm it's got to be a dickens quote i haven't read it yeah the um, one where he's talking about like the how he's they're just a figment of his imagination yeah there's hallucination there's, from food yeah he's like you could be a bit of undigested beef there's more of gravy than of grave about you. And then Statler and Waldorf heckle Charles Dickens. They're like, leave the comedy to the bears. Who wrote that? <laughs> They're like heckling dead Charles Dickens. <laughs> it, oh, it's so good. And in a movie that seems to maybe not be worshipping, but definitely revering the work that this is based on i mean the having last... their heckler characters still heckle the work that this is based on is just incredible i mean the last line of the movie is if you liked it you should read the book you know yeah. like they they love a christmas carol um and they still had waldorf and statler roast them and it was also just cool to see them do something outside of their normal role you know like they they usually in the Muppet movies are still just Statler and Waldorf talking shit. Um, and I don't know them getting to play like character characters and get outside of their theater box was pretty tight. Oh yeah. And they're scary looking. Oh yeah. They're old. Old people are terrifying. You're doomed Scrooge doomed for all time. And they seem to have like remorse, like genuine Muppet remorse about how they exploited people financially. <laughs> genuine Muppet remorse. Um, uh, I, I just can't say enough good things about that scene. Me neither. I think that's the one that, yeah, exa it, it's exactly scary enough to not make you want to skip it when you're a kid, but also, mm -hmm extremely memorable and then watching it you know after growing up some just seeing like the remorse uh it's solid it's great stuff man i love it and um, then we get our ghosts that's the one part of the movie that i find insanely boring is uh the ghost of christmas past well it's not just because the puppet itself is hella creepy right yeah what the fuck is that shit about i hate uh, that muppet it scares the dick out of me the dickens out of you it uh, inverts my charles dickens the voice yeah. is fine i like the voice the like kind of floating fabric and like illuminated um presence of it yeah. it's a cool effect and it works really well but then the face yeah. The face is really creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad puppet. It's just like, how do you follow Marley and Marley with that? You know, like, it's mm -hmm. just... it also, And that's the thing, is it's the only puppet that doesn't look like a Muppet. It looks like another kind of puppet. It looks like a doll. Yeah, yeah. That is at Grandma's house, 
and you don't want to sleep in that room. Cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> it watches you. Oh, man. Um, no, but that, that whole segment of the movie is, other than Sam Eagle's fantastic, as always, patriotic performance. Fuck um, yes. Really, really great. Um, I just... It's hard to sit through, man. Like, the... I mean, as an adult, not so much, but... As a kid, I was bored out of my mind, and as an adult, I'm I'm not wowed by it. Do you did you have the same reactions? Uh, pretty similar. I was kind of bored as a kid with it, but it's really short, so I didn't mind it. I didn't like fast forward it, and then like Gonzo and Rizzo were like sitting on the, s- the shelf with the statues and everything. Like there's some there's some fun stuff in there, but like Scrooge yeah, as I a mean, kid, man. Ooh. It does oh, give this... us... Sorry, go ahead. Then <laughs> we get into... He grows up a little bit, and he falls in love with a woman, and then... A very nondescript, uh, just uh, kind of a nothing character of a woman. She exists for Scrooge to fall in love with well, her and, and fuck it up. That's hold on. There is a characteristic about her. She wants to get married. Ah. So there you go. That's... That's that's how you write deep female characters. Looking at you, Christopher Nolan. Great job, buddy. Keep it up. Uh, but yeah, she's on the screen for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Can't really get too deep with her. And I didn't really want to, so who cares? Yeah, um, it gives us the great Sam Eagle line of, uh, it's just the American way. And oh, then... wait, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, it is the British way. <laughs> Sam Eagle is a great Muppet. Oh, just terrific. The eyebrows. Um, let me ask you this, Greg. Mm-hmm. Did your VHS of this movie, when you were a kid, have the extra song from that uh, from that sequence? The love is gone. The love is gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is not in the movie. Did I not watch it on this recent Disney Plus watch through? I didn't watch my VHS copy, guys. I think I don't know where that is. That <laughs> my song, parents might still have it. That song was cut from the movie um, for pacing reasons, which was a good choice um, because it really drug on, but it was included as a VHS special. It is not on the Disney Plus version because it's not part of the movie. No wonder that part felt shorter. The movie felt shorter. Yeah. Well, and it's like kind of weird because they they have that reprise of it in like literally the final mm-hmm. moments of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not in the movie, and I thought I was a crazy person before the internet when like I swore I remembered it, but like on the DVD version, it didn't exist. So that wasn't before the internet; it was before you could Google and find um, efficacious results about why the Muppets don't have a song. Oh. Yeah, oh, I just googled it. It's like the the woman is singing it, and then Michael Caine as the ghost visitor is watching her singing it. Yeah, I remember that very well now. It's really boring. All honestly. these videos are more than four minutes long. I bet I did not like this part as a kid. Yeah, they they made the right call cutting it, but I just it's an interesting tidbit. I thought I like for a while. I thought I had a Mandela effect type of thing where I was like. I swear there's one more song in this movie. But that's a that's that's so wild. It's just like DV, 
it's crazy what you could do now, especially with like streaming services is like DVD or VHS copies of movies can have something in them. Like we learned a homophobic slur in Jingle All the Way was not in the Disney Plus cut, which is why I didn't notice it this time. Yay. But it was in everyone's DVD or VHS cut. Yay! And I was I was just convinced I missed it, but oh, it's there. Yeah, it's crazy. Like entire scenes can just be cut out of a movie, and you don't realize it till you think about it, and you're like, "Wait, did I make that scene up in my head?" It's <laughs> it's wild. When it's whole scenes, it's just crazy. Man. Forget all that Christmas past stuff. I live in the now. I live in the now, baby. Oh, uh, we've we've gone out of the past. The ghost baby is gone. We get the Denniest character of all the Muppets. It's the ghost of Christmas present. I'm and he's big as hell. I am touched that you would call me that Muppet. Because that's who I want to be. I want to be a big friendly giant constantly shouting, Come in and know me better, man! You are a big friendly giant that's constantly shouting other stuff. You know, just... <laughs> if I just said that a little bit more, I'd be him. If you shouted that too, we'd all know you as that. Mm -hmm. We would all know you better, man. True. After we came in. Very true. Uh, yeah, I, I was always... I think when I was a kid, I was a little intimidated by how big he was or how big yeah. they made him look. And then when they shrank him down, I was like, eh, he's still gigantic. Yeah. But he's just such a heartwarming guy, you know? And mm -hmm. the scenes with him are so fun until the very end that you don't really feel that fear of him. No, anymore. yeah. Well, and it's when we start to see Scrooge crack, you know, because he's kind of mm -hmm. faced some of his trauma, faced some of his past pain and regret. And then, like, we get our first, like, real joke from him um, when he meets the ghost. When the ghost is yes. like, 1,800 brothers and sisters, imagine the grocery bills. You know, like, <laughs> and he's, he's starting to warm up a little bit. You know, like, they they did it gradually. They let us, like, they let us see just a peek at why we should love Scrooge. And it was just a really smart moment to do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is just the overall theme of the movie of course this is not a new thought but it's just like he goes to the past to realize he had his own shitty christmases and he realizes why he's the way he is come back to the present you kind of start realizing oh people are going through what i went through mm -hmm. in the now mm -hmm. in some form or fashion they're going through their own heartaches yep. and struggles around christmas and yeah, yep. that's where we're at with these two. Spirits. Which gives us his name. Did you know, do you know what an Ebenezer is, Greg? I don't. It is a memory stone. Ebenezer Scrooge's name is essentially a pun because he experiences all of these memories, past, present, and future. Hmm. He's he's experienced his his memories. It's pretty cool. I love it. Oh, and then we get to these two heart crushing scenes after like. The jolliest damn song in the whole movie. Like, we get to the only person who hasn't given up on Scrooge shit-talking him behind his back. And then we see the Cratchit family, and we know we know what's coming for our beloved Tiny Timothy. Yeah. Well, in, in this visit, 
with the Ghost of Christmas present, it really is, we're shocked to see, like, even Bob Cratchit, who is bearing the brunt of a lot of Scrooge's, like, coldness, is still like, well, he's still my employer, he's the reason that this dinner's on the table at all, let's raise yeah. a glass to him, oh. even though Miss Piggy's talking mad shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do not talk dirty, that's spit. <laughs> One of the only really great Miss Piggy roles, in my opinion. I've never thought she was a very funny Muppet, but she's really awesome as uh, as Miss Cratchit in this. It, it's helpful that she has two little twin girls. Belinda. That are... I'm Belinda. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, it 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 uh. I was gonna say humanizes her, but. She's a pig. It swineizes her. Human swineizes her. H- Hume swineizes her. <laughs> so to speak. Consider that term coined. Um, yeah, uh, I like their little family dynamic. Um, the kids are new Muppets. Tiny Tim is a new Muppet, but we instantly feel for him. Yeah. He's just, you know. He loves his dad, he loves his family, he loves Christmas, he's thankful, he's humble, even though he's sick and crippled. Um, I don't think there's a... Well, hold on. There's not a rendition of the story that I've seen where the Tiny Tim character doesn't just tug at your heartstrings, you know? Oh, yeah, it's one of the greatest characters in history. Yeah, and when he starts like coughing at the smell of the smoke, you're just oh. like, oh, eh. ooh, nobody, not maybe not this one, but yeah. we know. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. that dread, you know. It you you even know he doesn't die in the story, but you yeah. just, <laughs> you just hate what's gonna happen when you know you have to uh, hypothetically engage with the not death of a made up character. Um, you know it's coming, and. Uh, that's why it, it always gets such a big pop from me when Gonzo later looks straight at the camera and goes, Tiny Tim, who did not die. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, it just warms the heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how you reintroduce a character. It's just have the narrator shout at you, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> that was a potential future. Yeah, and so we we basically see Scrooge get just, like, owned in two ways. One is by being mocked by the only person who's nice to him, who he thinks appreciates him. And another is a more creative and deep existential own. He knows he treats Bob Cratchit like shit. He knows if anyone on Earth has a right to be like, fuck Ebenezer Scrooge, it's him. And he's grateful that's mm-hmm. like the that's the real way to tell someone fuck you <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. he knows that bob cratchit shouldn't be grateful because he could pay him and treat him better than he does and that's like what really makes him look at himself is when he sees gratitude from ever from someone he regularly treats like shit on a day in day out basis oh yeah and it's funny, it's one of the only places he wants to go back. Let's get into spirit number three. Oh, not before we talk about how sad oh. it is when spirit number oh. two disappears. He His his beard is oh. turned gray, his voice is a little hoarse, and he just kind of withers away, trying like, to 
give like messages of joy and comfort as his body is disappearing and fading away into little sparkles oh it's like every christmas you wish it could just last a little bit longer yeah i mean and then yeah, the that horror is if, arrives that is if you love christmas then the horror arrives oh dude. the nazgul uh, <laughs> nazgul in here michael kane put on the one ring this guy's here to bring him to sauron uh <laughs> oh my god one that funny th- truly scares me one funny thing I noticed this time, it's like, it's clearly like a guy, because, you know, it's it's human hands that are, like, pointing at everything. Um, but it's, like, a hood that is very tall. And when they're standing next to each other, you could tell it's just, like, a guy, because the arms are all the way down here at yeah. Michael Caine's level. But, like, he looks like he's six feet taller, but <laughs> he's, like, an eight-foot-tall man proportionally but then his legs are extremely short <laughs> yeah it's i never noticed it as a kid but it's always kind of awkward as an adult it really <laughs> really takes the fear away which is good yes but yeah he's he's definitely the scary he's the scary ghost yeah but he's not doing anything scary he's not you know there's no malice there he's not attacking or provoking anything he's literally just pointing scrooge hey we're in the future go over here go see what's there go see what's here and that's what's scary he's just like the visual of how um how terrifying these realities are yeah dude and just the amount they make you feel at a fucking puppet frog's death jesus man that scene is so heavy beautifully heavy he wanted to see the ducks uh, we put him on a spot on the hill. We could see the ducks. Ugh. And y- you know, like, because it's like I was saying before, that's Bob Cratchit's house. So there's the one place where he's like, oh, we're in the future, but we're at the Cratchit's house. This is going to be a place of liveliness, of fun, which is weird that that's something that he's craving at this point. He wants some light. He wants some joy. And he thinks he has the place for it, but that's yeah ultimately not the case as the house has gone quiet Uh, uh, rest rest in peace tiny tim not really because he did not die Mm Mhm. see how sad we got and Uh, we (laughs) just talking about it just remembering that scene man it's It's so heavy man it's okay buddy thank you you want to talk about old joe who's old joe oh that guy the sheets guy the spider he's i always he's someone that should have scared me way more but i always really liked that he's just like a spider in a dingy basement with all these other people that have like stolen clothes from scrooge's house because scrooge is dead now in the future future scrooge is dead and it's just this big spider with his little, all eight of his little hands on something. It just, I always thought that was such an impressive puppet. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, no, he's fantastic. Oh, there's still warm. He doesn't pay extra for the warmth. 
All right, I can't do this anymore, man. I'm too sad. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta move along. <laughs> yeah. So Scrooge discovers, you know, it's hidden that it was dead the whole time after hearing some pigs talk shit about him. <laughs> That's gotta be upsetting. Um, he, th- this is something I think I've brought up before, where it's just like the absolute low point for the character. You can't dwell there too long yeah. in, in like a kids movie. Or like an extremely accessible movie, kids for kids or otherwise. So we get out of there pretty clean and pretty quick. Yeah, it's not like any insurmountable thing that Scrooge has to do. He just genuinely feels remorse and wants to go back to the way things were, mm-hmm. and then things are back to the way they were. He cries. <sighs> Man. Is your dog is your dog snoring? My dog is snoring. Do I need to wake her up? Yeah. Hey, big girl. Snoozy. Your name is not Leanne. You can't snore during the podcast. That's right. <laughs> big baby. She's looking just at me like, like what the fuck is your deal right now, man? Just like eleven, we've got to wake Michael Caine up from his slumber. <laughs> so, I have a couple friends who uh, one one Christmas morning. Uh, an older bro- I was friends with two brothers and one of them uh, knocked on the other's door and was like you boy what's today and the other one just rolled out of bed and was like it's Christmas Mr. Scrooge and <laughs> we don't we don't talk that much anymore but we'll usually still text each other on Christmas day and be like you boy and say do the lines um, <laughs> it's just so awesome when he opens the window and shouts that uh, yeah, and and of all of all the people, Muppets, puppets, whatever, of all characters it could be, it's the one he threw the wreath at and yeah. left out in the cold, wrapped up in newspaper. Our precious <laughs> little bean bunny. Our precious little bun. Dude, just when you thought there couldn't be a happier song than the ones that Kermit and the Ghost of Christmas Present sing, they mm-hmm. hit you with thankful heart holy Mm -hmm. shit i think about this song's lyrics often like it's just such a great way to look at the world and try to orient yourself man yeah oh yeah like chris christmas is a vehicle for getting these poignant um emotional lessons across yeah this can apply at any point man Mm -hmm. care about each other approach every situation with love gratitude gratitude to thankfulness give the most care you could to someone mm-hmm. whether you know them or not no matter how they treated you etc glass raised to toast your health and a promise to share the wealth just so fucking ah awesome it's awesome commie is socialism ah hey <laughs> this movie has an agenda this movie's woke oh Dude, and the like, the fake out with Bob Cratchit, so heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's just like a fun little prank. Yeah. The bunny. Oh, I... runs away. <laughs> oh. Like Michael Keaton is so cute. Kane. Sorry, Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton's pretty cute. I do. I agree. He's he's <laughs> my celebrity crush. Um, with his weird dad energy. Um, he's a weird looking guy, but there's something attractive about him. Um, but no, Michael Caine is so cute and adorable. 
the way he's like scurrying around, being nice, telling everyone Merry Christmas. And it's just so fucking lovable, man. It's so great. It helps that it's, for the most part, all with puppets. Yeah. Like he's like patting uh, Charles Dickens and Rizzo the Rat on the head. Oh, it's, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Adorable. And that's when like the forced perspective of like how big he is kind of like comes in because yeah. you're just like oh he's gigantic compared to these oh <laughs> yeah, i guess they are puppets knee-high puppets yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like ah and they love it too yeah yeah it's like having him i think that's his first time singing in the movie right um i believe so yeah it's every every other song has been like an a chorus of a bunch of different characters or just the big ghost of christmas present yeah uh, but this is the first one where a person is singing and he's kind of soloing it. Yeah. Pretty dope, man. And that pretty dope. That pretty much wraps up our uh, our scene by scene <laughs> breakdown of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like act by act. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were more scenes. There was the Fozzie Wig party we didn't touch on. There was um... where we got to see young Statler and Waldorf. That was mm-hmm. so weird. And we saw an animal made an appearance. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Oh, man. Do you have any stray thoughts before we get into gimmicks? Uh, Miss Piggy can really throw back a shot is a uh, note that I have. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it could have been from a number of places. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll just... I'll tie a bow on the whole thing. Well, one more stray thought. Uh, prize perky, a prize perky. A tries perky being twice the size as Tiny Tim isn't really that big. <laughs> That's just a normal turkey. That kid is tiny. He is a baby frog. I hope most turkeys are twice the size of a Even baby frog. Even if he frog. was an adult frog. Yeah. That's a small <laughs> turkey. At least. Yeah. In fact, I want a novelty sized small turkey. That sounds amazing. <laughs> This is just a chicken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I feel like just to kind of put a bow on like how I feel about this movie. I think we mentioned it in the Q and A session. Is just like I'm. I don't like musicals, and you're not the biggest Christmas fan. But yeah. this movie approaches you know both of those things. This is a Christmas musical. Yes, and. It's it's the only thing in the genre of stuff that you and I don't really like that much that just, like, not only is it acceptable, but it's damn good. Yeah. Like, it really makes us... Really damn good. It makes us love a thing that we don't like. Yeah, it's undi- it's undeniable. Yeah. It's undeniable. It's that fucking good. Like, again, you can hate the source material all you want, but this is just a fucking fantastic movie. Well done. There's nothing else like it. It's a -a one-of-a-kind flick. Even within the universe of the Muppets, there's nothing else like it. No. Dude, I I love Muppet Treasure Island. I love the shit out of that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the original Muppet movie. This is is just better. It's just a better film. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this, this whole movie is the spirit and the attitude and the heart behind how it was made is summarized by in the end scene where Beaker gives 
uh, Scrooge his red scarf as like a gift for his generous donation. And like Michael Caine's sincere appreciation for that gift to a puppet that goes for a, a scarf yeah. is like just how genuine that feels without being like forced and corny. It's like these puppets that are their own characters within the universe of the Muppets are just their own characters here too. Yeah. But with a completely different um anchor in Michael Caine. I mean, I've I've talked about what I call the Muppet effect before where it's like because the Muppets refuse to insult you. They refuse mm -hmm. to pretend that this is anything other than like a sock with someone's hand in it. <laughs> yeah. You're willing to buy in because you're in on the joke. They make fun of themselves. They call it stupid. They call their own show stupid constantly. <laughs> they tell you you're stupid for liking it. Even the vegetables don't like it. Exactly. Um, and because of that, you'll suspend your disbelief and they can hit you with the emotions. They yeah. you'll, you'll let your guard down and let it happen. And that's why some really, really beautiful moments happen in Muppet movies. Yeah. It's, it's not just a puppet did a cute thing. It's a puppet, the person operating it, and the person who conceived the character behind it gave so much character to it that we don't see it as just like a felt thing yeah and like every action with like the hands and the mouth and like just stuff that's can only be done the limitations of a puppet yeah there's not a lot of expression there but understanding those characters and characteristics in everybody ah so easily relatable despite well, those limitations well we we constantly talk about um you know like associating like do you say the character's name or the actor's name that's how you know that they <laughs> that they did a good job as if you're calling him jules and not samuel l jackson right like mm -hmm. that's jules dude that wasn't a puppet that was beaker mm -hmm. that was beaker Beaker has a life of his own that he put into that performance as far as my, like, receptive brain is concerned. Mm -hmm. My analytical brain knows it's a puppet, but I'm like, no, that's Kermit the Frog. Muppet Christmas Carol is one of his best roles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very accomplished performer. He gets lost in the role of Bob Cratchit. Yeah, like... <laughs> exactly. Like that's 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 what that's what my movie watching brain is doing. I fully know it's a guy's hand in there, but honestly, they've brought that fucking frog sock to life so much that it's easier for me to believe Kermit is sentient than it is for me to believe that someone's hand moving his mouth. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Their eyes don't even move. They like like these aren't even. They change angle if the like middle finger and like the ring finger and index are like curled yeah. correctly. They're not even extremely <laughs> they don't sophisticated blink. puppets. Like you know, like no. they could be better for the budget and that. But then they wouldn't be the Muppets anymore, and they know that. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, that's going to take us cleanly into our first gimmick, 
Um, what is your favorite gimmick of the week? What is your favorite casting of a Muppet as a character in the movie? And I, I am going to say I think we have the same one. Dude, this is hard for me because there's so many great ones. I've got a definite answer, but you are right. My, I'll, I'll t- I'm, I'm debating this on the air because I haven't picked it yet. Um, my, my nominees are Ghost of Christmas Present, even though he's created for the movie. Are we counting him? Uh, yeah, if you want to. I don't know that I want to. Um, I yeah, I was my I I pitched this prim, this uh gimmick. I was thinking of it more as like a beloved Muppet character that we know from other Muppet okay okay stories as somebody new Fair. in this story. Okay, then we'll 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 make it a little easier. My top three are Marley and Marley, Statler and Waldorf is Marley and Marley. Mm-hmm. Gonzo is Charles Dickens, and Kermit the Frog is Bob Cratchit. Okay, um, is is yours one of those three? Don't tell me what yours is. I want to see if we arrive at the same yes. thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kermit as Cratchit. Okay. Um, mine was Statler and Waldorf being the Marley. Oh, Brothers. that was almost mine. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Um, you know what? Uh, no, this this was my thought. No, pick Kermit. That's no, no, a no. good one. Let, I I I was debating between those two. Let Let me tell you why I why I wanted to go with Marley and Marley, and I will go with Kermit because it was going to be like a curve situation, grading on a curve. Mm-hmm. Listen, Kermit was going to be the most prominent character, mm-hmm. and it happened to be really, really, really well done. But that didn't take any sort of creativity. You know, like, Kermit was going to be Bob Cratchit, whether that was a good idea or not. It happened to be a really good idea that was well executed. Oh, yeah. Marley and Marley was smart. Mm -hmm. That took some creativity. You could have very easily had that be Fozzie Bear. Um, You could have very easily had that be Gonzo or Miss Piggy. We're Waka and Waka. Yeah. Right, like, but using Statler, Statler and Waldorf for those characters, you know what? I am officially changing it, not for pressure, because it was my instinct. I'm pressuring you to do the opposite. No, no, so no, no. Not, it, it was my instinct. Mm-hmm. I do think mm-hmm. Kermit just nailed the Bob Cratchit character, but I think Marley and Marley took more casting prowess. You were gonna, you were gonna do Kermit as the main character. You just were. Marley and Marley was brilliant casting. Absolutely. You talked me into it. I, I, I wasn't trying to, but I'm glad I did. Well, I'm a really defiant person, and sometimes I'll ask a waiter between two things on a menu just so I can choose the one they told me not to. It helps me make my choice. <laughs> uh, I've done that a few times. Um, I'm going to spring one on you. Oh, shit. This is a, uh, I think this was a popular Reddit thread, like, a few years ago. And if you had to pick a movie, a live-action movie, but you make it Muppets, right? Oh, shit. And then you keep one actor in that movie as a human, like Michael Caine in Muppet Christmas Carol, what movie would you pick and what actor would you keep as a human? Um, off the cuff, Con Air, keep Nicolas Cage. Jesus Christ. That's a, oh my God, that's so good. 
Oh, man. <laughs> That's j- just riffing. However... That's incredible. I have always wanted to see uh, a Muppets Universal Monsters type of movie, so I don't know. Um, My pick was the latest Mad Max Fury Road. Holy shit. Witness me! <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is I can't decide if I want... I want Charlie's Theron to stay the human. Yeah. But also her being Miss Piggy and doing some hi-ya would be, would be uh, just tremendous. Oh, that does sound amazing. That does sound amazing. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is your favorite line, Greg? My favorite line? Well, Denny, how about I tell you my favorite line in the unemployment line? Heat wave! And in the sun. Oi, oi! <laughs> um... Me and my family still quote the heat wave and we'll sing the island in the sun. Oi, oi. Right, still to this day. I don't know the last time my parents even saw this movie. We'll still do that. Uh, my runner-up, you did mention it, is when... Uh, <laughs> it is the American way. It is the british way <laughs> I, I just love that one even more now than i did as a kid but i gotta give it to yeah. heat wave <laughs> uh, i'm gonna give some runners up uh scrooge's first humbug which we've already discussed um mm-hmm. another is let us deal with the eviction notices for tomorrow mr cratchit but tomorrow's christmas sir very well then you may gift wrap them which is so <laughs> great um just ice fucking cold um along with it's a poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every december the 25th scrooge on christmas but uh my absolute favorite line i've got to go with with a thankful heart with an endless joy with a growing family every girl and boy will be neff you and niece to me will bring love hope and peace to me love hope and peace to me yes every night will end and every day will start with a grateful prayer and a thankful heart i love it so much man it's it's about time we had a favorite line as like a song yeah hell yeah i love that song we should have done it, but the heat wave thing was a song, you see? True, uh, true. I did want to give some special love to uh, the same rats saying, Our assets are frozen! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. Greg, what's your Critiker score? Uh, Critiker score? I, I opened this one up. I was like, what did I give this one before? I didn't rate this. Oh, shit. I had not rated it. So I had a clean slate. Um, do I rate this with the When Love Is Gone song in it or no? No. Either uh, No, because I didn't think of it when I rated it. I gave this one a 37 out of 40. Very nice. Uh, it's a slightly above a 9 out of 10. Um, it's It's something I watched year round as a kid and honestly like i'm 31 if i wanted to watch this in this upcoming april i would probably have a great time i like this movie it makes me like musicals it's i love the muppets already so 
this being one of the best Muppet movies ever, it just... Oh, it sends it home. It's a 37 out of 40. Hell Comfortably. Yes. Comfortable. Hell yes. 37. I wasn't going to be shocked if you threw a 39 at this one. I didn't think you would, but I wouldn't have been shocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gave it a 45 out of 50. Another incredibly high rating. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just as, as good as a Christmas movie could be, in my opinion, man. It's so, so good. That's a bit of an understatement. Yeah. It, it's it's better than a Christmas movie has any right to be while rehashing the single most rehashed story ever in all of history. <laughs> and somehow interjects the Muppets and just does it better than anyone before or since it has done it. That's right. And we've got Rizzo the Rat being like one of those little blowers in the chimney. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. <sighs> Oh, man. Well, we already, uh, well, Denny, what's the best movie for when it, you love Christmas? That's right. It's a Muppet Christmas caracle. Bada boom. Caracle. Why, why bother with the rest when you have the best? Oh, the thing is, you can also watch Home Alone. You've Home got Alone all rocks. week. Home Alone You've does all rock. Week. Uh, I almost made you watch the most recent Home Alone sequel for last episode. It's because you're a fucked up guy, Greg. But I also didn't want to jump off a building, so <laughs> um, I stuck with something else. Um, man, we talked a little bit about what's going on next week. I just want to remind everyone to please um, do the little Google form that we set up for you guys. Some of the answers you can leave blank if you don't know an answer. Um, yeah, just fill some stuff out. Have some fun with it. Be creative with your answers if you have the energy to do so. Um, yeah, help help the Grinnies get off to a good start. And um, here comes cats. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy your Christmas, everybody. Um, first and foremost, as I say at last, <laughs> I just hope you're having a wonderful Christmas. Uh, drive safe. Travel safely, get vaccinated, all that good shit. I hope you get everything you wanted, and can't wait to show Denny his gifts. I can't wait to show Greg his gift. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love it. I bet I will. Denny. <sighs> yes, Greg. I'm gonna do a little bit better this time. After all, there's only one more sleep till catchphrase. Hit it! Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Greg work and Danny the talent. Down through the chimney with movies for when. Oh dear, he scraped his chin. We already told you when. What the? (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas! Give us five stars on Spotify. You can you can rate now. Oh man, I got some editing to do.